year in a year out, we see rookie wide receivers come into the NFL and make big impacts for fantasy football. Last year, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, they all had moments in the season where they absolutely shone. Year before, Jamar Chase was an absolute league winner being drafted in like the fifth round. Jalen Waddell, Aaron Ross St. Brown being drafted even late in that. Year after year, though, they're undervalued. So these are rookie wide receivers that we believe strongly that you should be drafting this year. This fantasy sanctuary, we're going to dive into all of it. We've got loads more redraft content, but let's get going. We've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver one in the draft. Elite prospect coming out. You know, he outproduced Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Rich, tell me how high are you on uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba for this year? Yeah, super high. He's. It feels like if he'd have landed on any other roster in the NFL, he'd have potentially been a top 24 wide receiver in fantasy. But because he's landed in Seattle, everybody's suddenly casting him aside. This is a guy that is an elite prospect. Okay, 2022 didn't go particularly well. He struggled with injuries. But let's cast your mind back. 2021, on the offense with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, who have already showed themselves to be elite wide receivers at the NFL, and Jackson Smith and Jigba was the go-to guy. He was phenomenal. He now lands in a role where, yes, he's competing for targets with DK Metcalf. Yes, he's competing for targets with Lockett. But he's going to line up in the slot immediately from day one. This guy is an elite separator. He's going to be able to get open at will. And this offense is going to be good. Like, let's not pretend this isn't your Seattle Seahawks offense of old that's running the ball 70% of the time or whatever, and, and he's going to be a low-scoring, grind-the-game-out type of offense. This is going to be push the ball downfield. You've got DK on one side, Tyler Lockett on the other, and Jackson Smith and James is going to have so much space to operate underneath. I think that he's going to be an absolute target hog. And for fantasy and redraft, he's, he's going so late, it's, it's almost criminal. Yeah, and people talk about the fact that he's a slot receiver and how last year the, the Seahawks didn't play a lot of three wide receiver sets. But these are some of the guys that they were forced to play as slot wide receivers last year. Marquise Goodwin, Dwayne Eskridge, Penny Hart, Kate Johnson and Laquan Treadwell. They just didn't have the personality to put somebody in the slot all that time. Their offensive coordinator is Shane Waldron, who was with the Rams back in 2021 when Cooper Cup exploded and had like the most touchdowns, receiving yards and receptions that year. So you're telling me that Shane Waldron doesn't know how to use a pure slot receiver after seeing what Cooper Cup did. I cannot believe that he is not craving this type of player and being going back to the drawing board of his time with the Rams and going, right, well, we could run this route with him, we could do this with him, we could do that. I feel like Shane Waldron's got to feel like a kid at Christmas with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I know that, yeah, there might be days where he doesn't have the huge weeks, but I would absolutely bet my house on it that coming down the stretch of this season, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be running around on a lot of plays and he's going to be turning up big performances for the fantasy playoffs. Next one, Zay Flowers, drafted 22nd overall. The key thing for me as a Ravens fan when we drafted Zay Flowers was he really wins the ball in an area of the field, which Lamar Jackson's excellent at targeting, that middle of the field. You know, you go back over the years, and Lamar Jackson just hasn't had a good slot receiver. He's had guys like Willie Sneed, Devin Duvernay, just a bunch of scrubs, to be honest, playing in that role. And now he comes into this season with Zay Flowers, who isn't going to feel all the kind of pressure that sometimes a wide receiver does when they come into the NFL because there is Mark Andrews. There should be a healthy Rashad Bateman, and there might even be Odell Beckham out there. Am I just, you know, 
drinking the purple juice here, Rich, or is is there a reason for your people to be drafting Zay Flowers straight out of the gate? No, you're you're talking preaching to converted here. Zay Flowers, ninety first percentile prospect in my model. My wide receiver three amongst rookies. I think he's a fantastic fit for the Ravens. I think he's going to be that movable piece on offense. You're going to see him line up in the slot, but you're going to see him used in inventive ways, whether it be in the screen game, on jet sweeps. The Ravens are going to want to get him in space and allow him to utilize some of that run after the catchability. I think this offense is going to be very exciting. They've all got very clear, distinct roles. And I think the Zay Flowers is going to be utilized. And I think that he's, again, criminally underrated. This is a guy that back half of the year, when it matters, once we're talking playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked if he's entering that wide receiver three territory week in, week out, which, you know, is so reliable when you're talking redraft. Yeah, you kind of touched on it there, but like the Ravens have talked up wanting to use the screen game more this year under new offensive coordinator Todd Monk. And that's something Greg Roman so rarely ran that every time that the Ravens actually ran a screen, all the Ravens beat reporters would tweet about it at the same time. They're screaming from the Ravens there. And it feels like that's set up perfectly for him. You go back and look at previous Todd Munkin offenses and Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, these kind of slot receivers who've been really productive. And I'm very hopeful from day one he's going to have a great role. Another wide receiver who might have even a bigger role from day one is Jordan Addison. We are going to get back into him in a second. But first, if you are here for the first time, this is Fantasy Sanctuary. We talk Dynasty, Best Ball, Redraft, DFS all year long. Bring on loads of great guests who you would definitely know from the fantasy industry. Hit the subscribe button. We've got so much content coming to you through August. Let's get into Jordan Addison. Rich, I know you're really high on Jordan Addison. I'll just let you go. Yeah, look, Jordan Addison was my rookie wide receiver one. He is a 96th percentile prospect. That's put him in the realms of Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. This guy is elite. If you think that he had an underwhelming year last year with USC, go back a year. Look at the pit tape. This guy is one of the best route runners to come out of college in the last three or four years. He is fantastic. He's going to find himself in Minnesota where he will literally never see double coverage. You can almost guarantee that because any team that double covers him is leaving Justin Jefferson one-on-one. This guy will be able to feast. I don't think there's many corners that are going to be able to go up against him and cover him one-on-one consistently. I don't expect, there's lots of talk about, oh, there's not enough targets around because there's Justin Jefferson, there's TJ Hawkinson. Jordan Addison can easily get a 20% target share. Adam Thielen saw a 20% target share last year. Jordan Addison is going to be twice the player that Adam Thielen was last year. I think that, look, we keep we talk about this every year. Rookie wide receivers are one of the best and safest bets in redraft. And yet every year we get to drafts and they're criminally underrated again. Jordan Addison is a phenomenal prospect. He was a first round pick. He's in a fantastic situation. We know this offense is going to be more pass heavy than it's been in previous years. And yet he's still going too late in drafts. So, yeah, an absolute screaming value and I'm very happy to add him to my rosters. Yeah, definitely. And people talk about like how TJ Hawkinson became such a target hog when he got there. But the Vikings, they were second in targets to wide receiver for the whole of last year behind only the Buccaneers. But even after TJ Hawkinson came to the team from weeks 10 to 18, they actually led the league in wide receiver targets. So... <laughs> There are the, there are the targets to go around, and I'm completely comfortable having Addison as like a wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver one in drafts. I'm completely comfortable reaching on him slightly to get him because 
I absolutely view this team as a team which I want pieces of. I think that the defense is going to struggle again. It's going to push them into more shootouts. We've seen that Kirk Cousins can be pass heavy when he needs to be. Alexander Madison is now the RB1 with Dalvin Cook gone, so it's possible that the running game regresses as well. I just I can't find an argument not to draft Jordan Addison. Next up, we've got Marvin Mims, who look, he was Sean Payton's first draft pick as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He traded up to get him at the back end of the second round. I think everybody kind of expects the Broncos to have a bit of a, a bit of a progression given what you know <laughs> last year was definitely very bad and it wouldn't be hard to improve slightly but there's a sense of optimism around them like and it just feels like you know possibly Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy one of them could easily be off the team by the time that the trade window passes are you in on Marvin Mims for redraft Rich? Yeah I, I really like him I think that Sean Payton is a guy that has a type Okay, he likes big bodied receivers that win on in breaking routes, and he likes smaller speed guys that run down the seams. Well, Marvin Mims is the best speed slot deep threat in this year's class. Sean Payton traded up to go and get him. That tells me he sees Marvin Mims as having a role from day one. Whether Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy are around, it doesn't matter. I think that Marvin Mims is going to be able to, because of that clear defined role find himself on the field more and more often as the season progresses and could easily, as we get to playoff time, as we get to the season, time of season when it matters, have a clear defined role and, and be reliable from fantasy. And this is a guy that you, you're not having to spend up to get him. You can get him probably as your last pick in a redraft at the moment. It's, it's It almost makes too much sense to not take a flyer on him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and every league's different. You know, if you've only got 15 draft picks, you might want to think about things differently. But lots of people were playing in those kind of leagues where you've got 20, 25 draft picks in a redraft league. So he's somebody that I'd be very interested in. Uh, he's currently going as like wide receiver 73 in ADP. So he's definitely not being overly hyped up by the community at the minute. But just wait, I mean, training camp, it doesn't take much, you know. You catch a one-handed pass in training camp and you're jumping up around in ADP. And then our last wide receiver, Jaden Reed. Randall Cobb's gone from Green Bay. He's dominated the slot snaps for the last two years there. They're crying out for somebody to step into that role. Rich, can Jaden Reed do it? Yes. It feels like if you followed any of my content over the last six months, you've probably heard me talk about Jaden Reed. This guy is a prototypical slot receiver that's going to step in and be fantastic from day one. I would not be shocked if Jaden Reed leads the Green Bay Packers in targets this year. He has got that much ability. He's a phenomenal separator, but the thing that separates him from other slot receivers is he understands the position. He understands soft spots and zones. He understands where to sit, where to go. And that's just something that you don't often see with rookies that walk through the door. I think that this is a young offense that's got very young weapons, but they've all got that clear defined role. You've got Christian Watson as the, you know, the X downfield receiver. You've got Romeo Dubs as the Z. You've got the two young tight ends coming in. Jaden Reed's going to be able to be out there in 11 personnel, probably run 70 to 80% of routes, and he's going to be an absolute target hog. And Jordan Love's best friend. And yeah, if I'm taking flyers on rookie wide receivers to produce for redraft, Jaden Reed's absolutely got to be in that conversation. 
Yeah, and again, much like Marvin Mims, he's absolutely free. He's going to cost you nothing. There's a good chance that, like, you know, you can pick up Jaden Reed after the draft completely free on waivers if you decide not to draft him. But the potential there is so big because of what you mentioned. I think sometimes fantasy managers were guilty of ignoring stats, like, you know, how often players are on the field. But if the players are out on the field, it shows that the coaching staff love them. It shows that the quarterback wants them out there because – we don't tend to see wide receivers sticking around if quarterbacks don't like them. So I think Jane Reed is a perfect flyer. And if you're playing in a format where you want to take shots on a stack, I think Jaden Reed and Jordan Love is the kind of volume one which might help out at certain points within the season. That's going to do it in terms of these wide receivers, the rookie wide receivers that you should be drafting. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We've got loads more redraft content coming soon. Let us know in the comments what you think about these wide receivers. Which ones would you draft? Which one are we completely wrong about? And we will be back very soon.